One of the most important jobs that I have as your pastor is to give you the tools that you need to uh, thrive and overcome. It's one thing to have victory in church. It's another thing to have victory tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday. Anybody can come in this room and feel the presence of the Lord. But what do you do when you, when you get to work and you're the only Christian there? Uh, what do you do when you maybe in your family you're the only Christian? You need the tools to thrive there as well. And so one of my important jobs is to give you those tools. This morning I'm going to give you one of the most powerful and yet one of the most underestimated tools that God has given to us for our success. And that is this. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. We're going to focus for a few minutes on the tool of singing unto the Lord. The Bible has a great deal to say about singing. But this is not just any singing that we're talking about in Isaiah 12. You know, I I love to sing and I love to have a song going through my head, but this is more than that. This is more than whistle while you work. This is more than, you know, zippity-doo-dah. Those are, that's fine. I like that. But this is singing unto the Lord. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. And i got to say, I'm going to take you a little bit. I'm a little bit uncomfortable this morning, but uh, I hope it will help you. I'm going to take you a little bit into my private life this morning. I'm talking about when I'm all by myself. And uh, I may embarrass myself a little bit. And you always feel uncomfortable when you see somebody embarrass themselves. So I make, may make you feel uncomfortable. But that's a part of singing unto the Lord. Singing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. I want you to notice that this is not talking about listening to singing. There's so many ways that we listen to singing all the time these days. Whether you want to or not, everywhere you go, you're listening to singing. But this is not talking about listening to singing. Nothing wrong with listening to singing, but this is talking about actively singing unto the Lord. This is not talking about singing about the Lord. I'm all for singing about the Lord. This is singing unto the Lord. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. Let me give you a sample of just a little bit of what the Bible says about singing unto the Lord. Psalm, I'm sorry, 2 Samuel twenty-two fifty. I will sing praises unto thy name. 1 Chronicles 16, 9. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Psalm 7, verse 17. I will sing praise unto To the name of the Lord Most High. Psalm 13, verse 6. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Let me ask you to to focus on what you're hearing from the Bible right here. Psalm 21, verse 13. So will we sing and praise thy power. Psalm 27, verse 6. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Psalm 30 and verse number 4, sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his. Psalm 47, verse 6, sing praises to God. Sing praises. 
Sing praises unto our King. Sing praises. Psalm 47 and verse number 7. Sing ye praises with understanding. Psalm 51 verse 14. My tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Let me stop. There's a few more that I'm going to give you, but let me stop and say, we're clearly talking again and again here, the Bible's talking about singing out loud to God. Are you and I doing that as we live our lives? How can we take something that the Bible says so much about and it not be a regular part of our lives, singing unto God. Let's keep going. Psalm 59, 16, I will sing of thy power. Psalm 146, verse 2, while I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Psalm 147, verse 1, it is good to sing praises unto our God. Romans 15, verse 9, I will sing unto thy name. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15, I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Ephesians 5, verse 19, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Colossians 3, verse number 16, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 12, in the midst of the church... Will I sing praise unto thee? Now, that's a lot of verses. Do you know that what I just gave you is not even one-tenth of the verses in the Bible that talk about singing to the Lord? So, if this is such a spoken-about spiritual tool and spiritual weapon in the believer's arsenal, why do believers do so little of it? Why do we underestimate? Why do we neglect singing unto the Lord? I want to urge you this morning to learn to connect with God in your personal walk with Him through singing unto the Lord. You need to sing unto the Lord every day of your life. And you're going to need to sing to the Lord more and more as time progresses. I'm going to show you some songs I've got ten here. Ten kinds of songs in the Bible. There's more. But ten that I think are relevant to us. I'm going to fly through them. Ten kinds of songs that I believe every believer needs to be able to sing on a regular basis. Number one is the song of salvation. In Exodus 15, the children of Israel have just watched... Moses raised the rod of God. They have just watched the strong wind from the Lord come down and part the waters of the Red Sea. They have just walked through those walls of water on dry ground, the Bible says. They have just after traveling through the Red Sea all night long on dry ground, arrived on the other shore, they have just turned around and watched the strongest army on the earth at that time, the Egyptian army, follow them through on that pathway. 
They have just watched as that army reaches the halfway point of the Red Sea. Those walls of water collapse and destroy the mightiest army on earth. They have just realized that they are finally in a place of safety and security. There's no going back to Egypt, and there's no more threat of Egypt upon them. By the way, that is one of the clearest pictures in the Bible of salvation. And so now they stop in Exodus 15, and they celebrate. And I mean, they've got tambourines, and uh, they are shouting and praising the Lord. It begins like this. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed glory. So this is the song. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. A song of salvation. Every believer should be familiar with songs of salvation and should sing to the Lord songs of your salvation. You've been saved, praise God. Your sins are forgiven. You can never, ever, ever, ever go to hell even if for some crazy reason you decide you want to. Sing unto the Lord songs of salvation. Probably the most famous song of salvation in the world is this. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Songs of salvation, sing them to the Lord. Sing them to the Lord. Learn new songs of salvation all the time. Here's one that maybe many of you don't know. I love this. For a long time I traveled down a long, lonely road. My heart was so heavy, in sin I sank low. Then I heard about Jesus, what a wonderful hour. I'm so glad that I found out that he would bring me out through his saving power. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved by his wonderful grace. I'm so glad that I found out that he would bring me out and show me the way. Songs of salvation. Sing unto the Lord. Songs of salvation. Let me give you another kind of song in the Bible that we need to sing unto the Lord. Songs of provision. Numbers chapter 21, verses 16 and 17. God says, and by the way, this is after the time where they came to the doorstep of the promised land and said, no, we're not going in. God still took care of them even after they turned back at Kadesh Barnea. God says to them, gather the people together and I will give them water. They'd come to a place where they, the people desperately needed water. Their, their store was running out and uh, they were in the wilderness God says, gather the people together and I will give them water. God instructs the men to start digging. 
And as they dig, the people sing a song, and the song simply says, Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. So here's a group of men digging, and meanwhile there's people around singing, Spring up, O well. By the way, this is a great example of whistle while you work. Spring up, O well. And God provided water to all the people. That's a lot of water, by the way. We're talking about three million people. God provided miraculously water for them. Listen, as we struggle to work and provide, as we trust God to meet our needs, let's sing songs of God's provision. Songs like this. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. For there's a roof up above me. I have a good place to sleep. There's food on my table and shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Don't be so busy griping that your neighbors have a new car and you don't. That you don't sing to the Lord for his provision. My family, I think it's a little cranky with, with me sometimes. I don't blame them. I'm a pain in the neck. Because we'll be dealing with some issue that it's an important issue, but it doesn't compare to because they'll ask for my input and I'll say, well, you know, I heard that there's people on the other side of the world that just be happy to get fresh water today. And it just gets quiet and, and nobody will say it, but everybody's thinking, shut up. <laughs> I'm not saying that perspective cures every problem, but it would help your joy level if you keep things in perspective. Sing songs of provision. To the, we used to sing this one when I was a kid. We sang this in church, and I hope I remember the words because this is spontaneous. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. He owns the rivers and the rocks and rills, the sun and stars that shine. Wonderful riches more than tongue can tell. He is my father, so they're mine as well. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I know that he will care for me. Sing songs of provision. There's another song in the Bible. Sing unto the Lord, for ye have done excellent things. Psalm 120 through 124. If you were to turn there, all of those psalms, that's 15 psalms. And in the title of every one of those psalms, here's what it says. It says, a song of degrees. Here's what a song of degrees was. On their way to the temple, they would sing songs that would prepare their hearts to get to the temple. They were coming to the temple to gather with other of God's people And serve and obey and worship the Lord together. So to get ready, they sang songs on the way. Now, they'd be singing songs when they got there. But these were songs that they sang on their way. On their way. You know, the uh, on your way Thanksgiving or maybe Christmas time, the family's in the car singing 
I'm, I'm sure this doesn't happen anymore, but it happened on Charlie Brown. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh. Da, 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 you know. That's what this is, only it was about going to God's house. Songs of degrees. I'm going to call these songs of fellowship. Songs of preparation to be with God's people in God's house. I'm glad that you can walk in the door back there and be caught up with a room full of people singing, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood, join heirs with Jesus as we travel this side, for I'm part of the family, the family of God. I'm, hey, I'm glad that you can walk through that door and hear that, but how about trying, turning off the radio and singing that on the way to church? You'd be surprised how that lifts up what you get on Sunday morning. You can... You can Join in as we sing. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I know that it's the spirit of the Lord. Hey, listen. An athlete stretches before he goes into the game. Why don't you stretch before you come into the game? Songs of fellowship. Get it. Listen. And I don't ride in any of your cars, so if you think I'm picking on you, I couldn't possibly know this. But if you turn off Z98 in the parking lot and walk into, you ain't going to get nothing. Till maybe, maybe if you're lucky, the last five minutes of church, you'll start to sink in. If you'll ride to church singing the songs, same songs you're going to sing when you get here, you might get a whole lot more from the fellowship of God's people. Songs of fellowship. Let me give you another song in the Bible. Deuteronomy 32, God gave a song to Moses. By the way, if you'll check this out, in the book of Revelation, they're still singing this song of Moses, and they sing a part of it so that you can trace it and say, wow, that's the same song from Deuteronomy 32. But God gives a song to Moses, and he told Moses to teach it to the people. It was a song of instruction. Here's what God said. Write ye this song for you and teach it the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. What does that mean? It means if they learn this song, it's a testimony of their heritage. So as they sing it by tradition, their own words witness against them. I didn't intend to say this, but this just struck me like a, like a truck. On the same day that we officially turned our back on God, we heard our president sing Amazing Grace at the, at the funeral of the preacher in South Carolina. I don't know, better illustration of what we're talking about right now. Amen. Song of instruction. Here's a song of instruction. This is a, good, this is, this is a hymn. It's, it's probably not anybody's favorite hymn. 
But it's a good one because it's a song of instruction. It goes like this. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. In Sunday school, the kids sing a song goes like this. It's another song of instruction. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. There's been a great change since I've been born again. Songs of instruction. Let me throw this one in. I love this. It goes like this. Walk, walk, walk the Bible way. Read your Bible daily. Don't forget to pray. Walk, walk, walk the Bible way. Read your Bible every day. Get this. Smoking, drinking, fist fights, and dirty talk. They don't help you walk. They all make you walk the dirty walk. Smoking, drinking, fist fights, and dirty talk. You going to help me? Jesus said, walk, walk, walk the Bible way, read your Bible daily, don't forget to pray, walk, walk, walk the Bible way, read your Bible every day, songs of instruction. In Judges 5, Deborah sang a song of victory. Deborah was a judge, she was a a leader in Israel, and God blessed her tremendously. And Deborah was a judge because there wasn't a man that that would step up and do the job. God blessed her tremendously. We need to sing songs of victory, but let me show you that in Psalm 137, the Israelites were in defeat. They were in Babylon. They were in bondage. And they made the mistake of refusing to sing during a time of defeat. We need to sing songs of victory, but it's just as important and maybe more important to sing during times of defeat. When we're in defeat, we need to sing the songs that remind us that God is in control and he knows what he's doing. Probably the greatest example of that in the whole world is the song that Pastor Bish preached on just a couple of weeks ago. And I would urge you, if you need a shot of victory at any given time in your life, to, uh, to go to our, our brand new uh, page that has the, you can click on it from the home page of our website and look for the message preached by Pastor Bish and listen to the whole thing. It's 52 minutes long. Listen to the whole thing. And if your heart's not blessed, there's something a little deeper that's wrong that you need to get fixed, whatever it is. I'm saying... When peace like a river, these words written, by the way, by a man who had just lost his four daughters in the same shipwreck. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Yes, we need to sing in victory, but we also need to sing in times of defeat. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas were in prison. At midnight, they sang songs while they were in isolation. Can you sing when you feel isolated? It's not as easy as it sounds. In isolation, in darkness, you're all alone. 
can you sing to the Lord? There's going to be very dark and difficult times ahead for Christians in America. I said in Sunday school, I say it again. If you're not standing for Christ, if the people at work don't know you're a Christian, I promise you, as the world closes in on the church, you're not going to stand by Christ. If you're not standing for Christ at work, if you're not standing for Christ at school, you're not going to stand with Christ as the heat continues to rise. It's going to get more and more difficult. If you want to get details on that, come tonight. I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm just, I don't want to go down that road this morning. We're sticking with this subject right here. But we're going to talk in more detail tonight about righteousness. Righteousness exalts a nation. And righteousness is decided to say, number one, what does God want? And number two, I stand with God. That's righteousness. Completely different than morality. going to get difficult. It's going to get hard. It's going to get scary. Will you be able to sing in isolation and darkness when you're all alone? In your darkest hour, you need to be able to sing songs in isolation. Like the song we sang a little while ago, just you and God now. Picture just you and God. Your heart is broken. You're all alone. It feels like the whole world's closing in on you. And you sing unto the Lord. And every hour of every day and every moment in every way I'm leaning on Jesus. He's the rock of my soul. And I'm singing his praises wherever I go. Listen, Paul and Silas sang that song at midnight. God brought an earthquake, delivered them from prison, and the jailer got saved and his whole family got saved. And they were delivered. They were released from the Philippian jail. But I got to tell you, it doesn't always happen that way. But it always honors God when we sing in isolation. We're real close to the end here. In 2 Samuel 22 and Psalm 18, we find the very same song. It's a song that David sang at the, near the end of his life. And it's David reflecting on his life. As God's people, we need to sing songs of reflection. Where we just stop and look at the circumstances in our life. And we sing praise to God like this one. God's been good in my life. I feel blessed beyond my wildest dreams as I go to sleep each night. And though I've had my share of hard times, by my side He always stood. Through it all, God's been good. I'm not singing for you this morning because I think you're going to enjoy it. I'm singing because I want to help you to understand this is what you must learn to do when you're alone with God.
Sing unto the Lord. Sing unto the Lord. One more song, one more Bible song, and then we're going to be done. There's a song being sung right this minute in the presence of God. I don't know the tune. We have a tune that that American Christians have put to it. But we do know the words. The words are recorded in Revelation 4.11. This song is being sung in the presence of God constantly right this second. And here are the words. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, glory and honor, glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created, hast all things created, Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are created. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Oh, man. I want to join that choir so badly. Can I put this thought in your head, Christian, as you get, if you might be tempted to get discouraged at how rapidly your, your country is in decline? I believe the Bible teaches that Christ holds off his return. By the way, did you hear the Vatican announced this week? Jesus isn't coming back after all. But I believe the Bible teaches that Christ holds back his return. until every person possible in the world can get saved. Whatever you and I have to endure in the days ahead, and I'm telling you, it's going to get uglier. It's, It's going to get ugly. Whatever we have to endure... Can we endure it? Instead of selfishly just saying, Lord, take us out of here. That's not quite what John meant when he said, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. We just, if you're all you're looking for is a fire escape, that's not really the spirit of the martyrs. But if we can hold on and pay the price so that somebody else can get saved, just keep that in your mind. I can, I can endure. I may not be the one that leads them to Christ. I may not be the one that reaches them because they may be on the other side of the planet. So maybe I have to hold on over here while one more missionary wins one more soul in the deepest, darkest part of the world. Meanwhile, there are people right here where you live, that will hear the gospel. Amy and I spoke to a lady like that on Wednesday night, and one of the other groups did too, to, to someone else that willingly listened to the gospel of Jesus Christ and trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior. 
We've got to find them. We've got to give them the gospel. And if you go to Revelation 5, the song of adoration about the creator turns to a song of adoration about the redeemer. Redemption. Redeemed, I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through his infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. And one of my favorite songs. Redeemed, I am redeemed. The greatest song this mortal tongue can sing. Redeemed, I am redeemed. I once was lost, but now I'm found. His love has turned my life around. Amazing grace had saved a wretch like me. I am redeemed. Would you stand with me this morning? Sing unto the Lord. Sing unto the Lord. Hold on to God, Christian. It's going to be all right. He's got you. He's got you. But if you want to strengthen your relationship with him like never before, you may feel a little weird. Let me tell you, when you're sitting alone in a room and you just start singing, you feel weird until you get used to it, (laughs) until the people around you get used to it. All of a sudden, you don't care that the person in the next car sees you singing. How come people can play air guitar and not feel stupid? You can sing to the Lord and not feel stupid. Father, I pray that you...